Hello and welcome. I'm Kiana Kablein, a student at Woodside Prairie, and this is the It's Okay to Not Be Okay podcast, the show where we discuss mental illness and hear the stories of many strong students. The goal of this podcast is to discuss mental illness and how it's exhibited in each person. I want to educate those who do not understand mental illness and how one can recognize mental illness within themselves and or others. I will discuss coping mechanisms that have helped me as well as others. Some of the topics discussed may be triggering. If this is something that you struggle with and you're unsure if you want to hear us talk about it, then I will be weary of that. We are going to be talking about some touchy subjects, but I think it would be helpful to hear our stories. By no means am I a medical professional. This is just advice and real life experience from high schoolers who are struggling themselves. If you do find yourself feeling triggered, here is the number of the crisis hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. Hello and welcome to this episode of It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Today we will be discussing eating disorders and the different types, as well as the differences between eating disorder and disordered eating. We also will have two guests with us today who will be sharing their experiences with their eating disorder and how it has impacted their lives. After, we will cover treatments and therapies, so let's get into it, shall we? There's a common held misconception that eating disorders are a lifestyle choice and that people can just choose not to eat, and frankly, that's just not the case. Eating disorders are actually very serious and are an often fatal illness that um, are associated with severe disturbances in people's eating behaviors and related thoughts and emotions. People with eating disorders have a preoccupation with food, body weight, and shape. Um, It's a very, those are common signs of an eating disorder. Common eating disorders include anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, and binge eating disorder. People with anorexia nervosa may see themselves as overweight when in reality they are dangerously underweight. The symptoms include extreme restricted eating, like extreme, like they eat a carrot a day, Um, emaciation, relentless pursuit of thinness and unwillingness to maintain a normal body weight. Um, This means that just people, they feel the need to be skinnier than they already are, even if they're super, super skinny already because you can never be skinny enough. Um, They have an intense fear of gaining weight, um, a distorted body image, physical symptoms many people don't know about um, are thinning of bones, anemia, brittle hair and nails, like your hair will fall out, Um, dry skin, growth of fine hair all over your body. Um, This is like peach fuzz because your body, this is your body's way of trying to keep itself warm because the person has just lost so much fat. Um, Constipation, low blood pressure, slowed breathing, damaged heart, organ failure, brain damage, drop in internal body temperature, tiredness, and even infertility. These physical symptoms are no joke. So eating disorders are actually very, very serious. A lot of people actually are hospitalized because of heart failure or heart issues because 
they their body cannot keep up with the weight loss. People with anorexia nervosa typically weigh themselves repeatedly because they're so obsessed with weight. Um, they severely restrict the amount of food that they eat. They often exercise excessively and or may or may not force themselves to vomit or use laxatives to lose weight. Anorexia nervosa also has the highest mortality rate of any mental disorder. Um, as I said, for heart problems. While many people with this disorder die from complications associated with the starvation, um, most of it is from heart conditions. For people with bulimia nervosa, they have reoccurring and frequent episodes of eating unusually mar- um, unusual amounts of food, like binge eating, and they feel the lack they f- they have a lack of control over binge eating, but This is also followed by a behavior that compensates for the overeating, such as forced vomiting, excessive use of laxatives, fasting, excessive exercise, or a combination of all those behaviors. But the people with bulimia nervosa may be slightly underweight or normal weight or overweight. Honestly, anyone can have bulimia nervosa. The symptoms include sore throat, swollen salivary glands, worn tooth enamel due to the stomach acid after constant vomiting, acid reflux, and gastrointestinal problems, um, and dehydration, and electrolyte imbalance. Um, The electrolyte imbalance can also lead to stroke or heart attack, which is very, very scary. Um... Not all eating disorders involve losing weight. Um, I was honestly surprised when I researched this. Many people don't know that binge eating is actually a disorder. People with binge eating disorder lose control over their eating. Unlike bulimia nervosa, the periods of binge eating are not followed by purging or excessive exercise or fasting. Um, As a result, the people are often overweight or obese. Binge eating is the most common eating disorder in the U.S., um, and those symptoms of this disorder include eating unusually large amounts of food in a specific amount of time, such as two-hour periods, per se, um, eating when you're not, when you're full or not even hungry, just eating to eat, eating fast during binge episodes, eating until you're uncomfortably full, eating alone or in secret to avoid embarrassment, feeling distressed or ashamed or guilty because of your binge eating, or frequently dieting possibly without weight loss. An eating disorder can happen to anyone and everyone, men and women, but it's more common in women, and for men, it's more of a body image issue. Um, They're most common during teen years and young adulthood. Many people may think they have an eating disorder when in reality they just have disordered eating. And I think this is very important to bring up because social media um, falsely educates people on like eating disorders because they show themselves and they claim they have an eating disorder when it's actually just disordered eating and it makes the viewers think that they also have an eating disorder. Um, When someone's eating patterns take them away from normal functioning, 
that is a strong indication of an eating disorder. For example, a woman who would not go out with their friends because they don't, she doesn't want to eat in front of her friends is definitely a sign um, of an eating disorder. Or perhaps they don't like go to work or school or some occasion because they want to avoid exercise or eating in general. While these examples sound extreme, those struggling often like see impairments in their social functioning as well as their other obligations due to their eating disorder. Um, People who have disordered eating though, they frequently diet they have anxiety associated with specific foods or meal skipping. They have chronic weight fluctuations. Um, Like for me, I had disordered eating. I never had a disorder, an eating disorder. Like my weight fluctuates between like 105 pounds to 120. um, And it honestly fluctuates so much. Um, People with disordered eating have rigid ritual rituals and routines surrounding food and exercise. They often feel guilt and shame associated with eating. They have preoccupations with food, weight, and body image that negatively impact their quality of life. They have a feeling of loss and control around food, including compulsive eating habits. They also use exercise, food restriction, fasting, or purging to make up for the bad foods that they have consumed. These symptoms are similar to eating disorders, but they are less severe. We've discussed the types of disorders. It's time to have our guests speak out on their experience. So what are your personal experiences with eating disorders and what was it like, what is it like for you? So the first thing that comes to mind is how difficult it is for my loved ones to support me. I think that with, when I first realized I had an eating disorder, my parents were extremely worried and that worry and fear came out as anger, which really was not helpful. And so I just stopped talking about what was actually going on and bottling it up inside, which culminated in a breaking point. And eventually I, my nutrition got so bad that I couldn't, I couldn't function. Like my body could not function. I was getting sick almost every other week. And that's when I realized that I needed to get help for I also so I don't actually have I think the two most common eating disorders are bulimia and anorexia and what I have is a really complex relationship with food um, which for a long time I didn't realize was an eating disorder I thought I just had disordered eating which was what some people told me I had It wasn't until much later that I realized that's not normal. Disordered eating is not normal. That's an eating disorder. Thank you for sharing. Next guest, would you like to share your story? Yeah, so for me, it really started with just wanting to, like, work out and, like, be healthy. And I, at one point, it was going, like, good, like, how it was supposed to or at least in my mind, 
But then like, I felt like I wasn't seeing results fast enough, or I wasn't happy with how it was going. And so I kept pushing myself further and further, working out like four times a day and eating less and less and less. And until my like heart stopped functioning and um it was like I was ignoring what everybody around me was saying because I was like oh you guys just don't understand like I have abs so I'm okay and I do relate with the fact that it's so hard on the people around you on the people that want to help um and yeah and now just like in recovery at this point it's just hard to refine that um good relationship with food again that's so important in life thank you so like what goes through you guys's minds like during like you said you were in recovery like what went through your mind before that like kept you on this eating disorder like it like justified it like what went through you guys's mind like did you like count like calories or just like did you see like social media like what went through your mind I so a big a big reason for what caused yeah a a major cause of my eating disorder was really my culture and my family and I I just wouldn't eat at the at the table when we had family dinners and then I justified that on the basis that oh well um I'm not going to I'm not going to subject myself to like criticisms from my family so I'm just I'm just not going to eat family dinner with the family and that became I'm not going to eat dinner at all or I'm not going to eat in front of other people in general which was really tough with school where we eat lunch at school and I I just kept justifying it that way um thinking I remember one day I went to school I didn't I didn't eat lunch um and I I picked up a piece of gum that I had in my backpack and thought oh this has one calorie that should be enough and clearly it wasn't I mean that's that's ridiculous I don't know I I was in a wrong like my mindset was completely off like for me like I never had an eating disorder but I definitely had disordered eating like I never like counted my calories or anything but I was just always telling myself like you don't need to eat like you're not hungry and I was always like is this gonna make me fat I don't want to be fat like I would always look at myself in the mirror and I would criticize myself. I was like, I I totally looked at people at social on social media, and I was like, even though I'm already skinny, I felt like I wasn't skinny enough, and I like purposefully did not eat food like at school or breakfast. I ate one meal a day. I ate dinner with my family, and that was like it. So I was just like, it's okay. I'm not even hungry. Like if I was if I didn't feel hungry, I didn't eat. So that's how I justified it. But I probably was hungry. Right, and I mean same with me like my I've always been kind of on the thinner side and when I wouldn't eat and when I would when I wouldn't eat and I when I would talk about this um which I rarely talked about it because people who saw me saw a really 
skinny, thin girl um, talking about, like, not wanting to eat food, and they just judged me, and I think it made them feel worse about themselves, too, which I'd never want to do, so I just stopped talking about it. For me, it was really just, like, I need to eat healthy and calorie and, like, less calories and, like, no junk food and no sugar And so, like, for lunches, I would literally have, like, a carrot and be like, oh, okay, well, this is healthy. I'm doing good. And, like, definitely on social media, like, you see all the, oh, like, what I eat in a day. And you think to yourself, oh, like, a smoothie with, like, a strawberry and, like, a banana. That's, like, a lot of, quote-unquote, it's not, but, like, a lot of calories and it's healthy, which is good. And it was also definitely edged on by, like, people being like oh you look so good like you're getting so fit and I'm like okay I'm doing the right thing like I should eat less and less because then my abs will show more and more and all of that good stuff (laughs) that is not good at all and it just kept going in a cycle until my body just gave up yeah it like works like that you like don't know it's happening until like someone tells you like I remember I lost 15 pounds and I didn't even notice until my I hugged my friend's mom and she was like you're getting really skinny and then since then I was like oh my gosh I really lost 15 pounds it's like not good because you think you're doing well like in your own mind but then from other people they just see you and you're like very skinny so like your mind tells you it's okay but when it's really not um like what do you what do you want people to know about eating disorders that aren't really like known like I know a lot of people think it's like a choice but eating just I feel like it's just not a choice it's just like your brain tricking you (laughs) and I don't think a lot of people understand that like this podcast is meant to be educational so like is there anything that you want like parents or like friends to know about eating disorder disorders that are just like aren't well known Um, Well, I think the first thing that you said, which was um, that an eating disorder is not a choice and that it's really your brain tricking you. I I think that actually kind of hits the nail on the head because when you have an eating disorder, you aren't, you think about things in a different way, especially like you think about eating in a different way. I mean, just as a person, eating is supposed to help your body, like eating you're supposed to have a certain number of calories in order to function and be healthy. But on an eating disorder, you're counting calories and you're not eating and you don't view food as something to help you. You view it as an enemy. Yeah, I actually was really interested in this. So I searched it up and because you start thinking so much about food during your EDN, you're... Um, like the neuron pathways in your brain actually get altered and the signals that they send get altered as well to completely change the way that your brain thinks and reacts to food and the other like ED symptoms. And it's really hard to kind of change it back to how it was before. I think it's just kind of you see food and you have this voice in your head that's constantly yelling at you like why did you eat that like 
you're weak for eating, like nobody's gonna like you if you put this food into your mouth and like maybe you're gonna gain weight and that's just gonna ruin your entire life. And it's this constant voice in your head that's nagging and nagging and it's such a battle to fight it and you know you have to fight it but sometimes it's just so strong and like I sometimes don't have just enough mental energy to fight back and it's it just like swallows you whole. Yeah, I feel like that's a thing that most people who have never experienced an eating disorder just simply don't understand. Like people say, oh, you're skinny, just eat some food. Like just just eat some more. Like it's not that easy. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, there's something fundamentally wrong about the way we're taught about eating disorders in health class. In our health class, I remember our teacher said, anorexia it's not it's just not eating don't do it you need to eat I knew a girl who had anorexia and she had to go to the hospital because she almost had a heart attack and that's what she told us it was basically scare tactics to not have an eating disorder which just made me feel like it wasn't a safe place at school to talk about what I was going through I think the pro like a lot of people, including my own health teacher, assumed that it it was a choice. Like you can't just choose to not not eat or to not have anorexia or whatever eating disorder you have. And so I think a lot of people are being fed misinformation about it. Which only fuels it. I agree. Like, especially on, like, social media. Like, I've seen on TikTok plenty of times girls, like, girls say, oh, I have an eating disorder because I only, like, have a iced coffee and um, a piece of gum, like, to eat in a day. Like, like peace sign, eating disorder. And they think it's, like, quirky. And I feel like social media kind of romanticizes it when in reality it's, like, it's actually a really serious thing because I've known people who are hospitalized because of it. Because it really it can mess up your heart a lot, and I don't think people are aware of the severity eating disorders can have on people. Um, next question. Um, what advice like do you have for your parents, teachers, friends, etc., to be helpful in your eating disorder? Because I know it's hard to like deal with it on your own. Like, what can they do to be helpful to you? I think, so, with my parents, I was saying that, yeah, so a lot of their fear and worry about me turned into anger. Sometimes my mom would say, um, you, like, eat or else we're going to put you in the hospital and have, like, tube feed, feed you. Is that what you want? And obviously my answer to that would be no every time. But it would, it would just make me feel worse about my body and, and, even even more uncomfortable and less inclined to eat because it added tension to the practice of eating and I just it made me want to eat less and so I think a parents teachers friends approach eating disorders if you have if you know someone who has an eating disorder approach them approach them with nothing but support and love and kindness because they have a mental illness it's not a choice they there is something 
that needs addressing and it's not going to be fixed by you yelling at them, getting mad at them, or judging them. So, yeah, I think that would be my biggest advice. Yeah, I think the same thing. Like, my parents kind of just, like, after I did leave the hospital, they just kind of threw me right in to, like, eating so much so quickly again. Like, they really threw, like, all my fear foods in and, like, just really said, eat. And when I told them that, like, I physically could not eat and, like, maybe, like, a slow rise and they're like, no, we don't have time for that. Like, you're going to die if you don't eat. And, like, it's the same scare tactics where it really just adds a lot of anxiety and pressure and you're like, okay, I have to get better by, like, next week or, like, I, there's, like, you feel like there's this pressure and there's just so much on you to get better and you're like, but I can't do it. And you're like, but you have to. And the cycle gets even worse and worse, which adds, like, I developed anxiety because of this. And it's just like, there has to be a balance between recovery and getting better and eating more food, but doing it in a way that benefits everybody. Yeah. And then also, I think it recovery doesn't mean that someone won't ever go back to the back to like those eating habits or relapse really I think I'm at a place where I can say I fully recovered but there aren't times I mean there definitely are times when I look at food and I I have flashbacks to really when my my ED was at its worst and so I mean Recovery is a kind of a lifelong process for eating disorders. And I, people need to recognize that. Yeah, and I, I remember both of you mentioned like the reasoning behind your eating disorders. And there there are like so many reasons why people have eating disorders. And like one of you was because like you just wanted to be healthy, like work out. And then another one was like cultural reasons. But I feel like do you guys want to touch on like social media? Like how does social media make you feel? Like in terms of like um eating disorders. So, I think I mean while my eating disorders like began because of cultural reasons and me just forming kind of a hatred towards food, social media definitely did not help. It it fueled it. I think seeing girls who were skinny skinnier than me and people people praising them for that um, and seeing conversely girls who were more curvy or larger um, taking hate or getting negative comments about their weight or their appearance that definitely reinforced my eating disorder and yeah you're definitely right about it being romanticized, I think, especially now that TikTok has become so popular, I think a lot of people get their information from there, which is not super great. But especially if eating disorders are being romanticized, uh, this could be effect- it could be affecting a lot of people. So I think social media, there, I mean, social media is is really all about appearances. So I think. 
it's it's actually probably the worst thing for mental health in my opinion it really is that's why I wanted to touch on it yeah I definitely agree where like I think it was spurred a lot by social media especially with like the pandemic and everybody being like we're gonna get fit and healthy now and um I think that just seeing others kind of be being like oh I want to look like her oh I want to look like her like I have no idea what's going on in her life but I want to look like her and like I was like okay so starving myself is the way to look like her because that's how you get abs and just like seeing people who are post that oh I ate like a thousand calories in a day like that's not good and also just like yeah like romanticized like all those pretty videos on TikTok of a girl like pouring a green smoothie in the sunlight and saying that that's breakfast like it makes an eating disorders like an aesthetic which really pushes um which pushed me and being like okay like not like it's okay to have these thoughts because other people are clearly doing it and surviving and are clearly not being sent to a hospital because of an eating disorder so like I'll be okay too yeah like a lot of people justify it because other people are like that but then when it gets really bad for you like when it gets really bad that's what that's what people don't see and I think that's the issue with social media because on social media people portray their best lives like it's just like all positives mostly and they just don't show like the bad effects of eating disorders like I know so many people who like it's like causes hair loss and that's a big thing that a lot of people don't know about eating disorders um and yeah it tiktok and like social media in general is just not a good place to educate yourself yeah and you're so right about the like the physical effects of eating disorders I I think a big sign that my eating disorder had gotten to a point where I needed help and support from others was when I really, I was every day, I told you, I I was getting sick like every other week. I wasn't able to really like keep up with my schoolwork. And I mean, I, I'm a good student, so I tried and then that would only add to my anxiety, which I also have. And I would, it would get worse and I wouldn't have time to eat and there it this eating just became a really big thing and so yeah I think and then my yeah I I actually did have some hair loss like my hair started to get thinner my nails um became more brittle my skin I was breaking out a lot my skin looked really unhealthy and I I cuz I wasn't healthy I was not healthy and so I think a lot of people can live their entire lives with an eating disorder and maybe be somewhat healthy, but that, I mean, but no one, I mean, that's not the case at all for most people. Yeah, like I would say like, even though you're eating healthy foods, if it's not enough, like substance for your body, you, you can still have like, it's still bad. like. Like my other guest said, like she just ate a carrot because that's healthy. It's a vegetable. But if you only eat one carrot, that's not enough to nourish your body. Like there's a difference between eating healthy foods and actually being healthy. And I think that's really important to understand.
Um, so we are out of time, but do you guys have any last points you want to share for the listeners? Don't get an eating disorder. It's not worth it. I lost all the progress I thought I was working towards to. I just lost it all. And now I have to start over with a healthy mindset. And if you just start with a healthy mindset and you work towards your goals, like you'll get there. You don't need to restrict yourself in any way. I promise you, you can get abs while eating in a surplus. Like it's, it's just not worth it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for being open and vulnerable and sharing your experiences. Um, I hope this helps the people listening please get help um if you think you have an eating disorder i mean i think i think i have like a last thing to say first of all yeah please get help if you think you have an eating disorder i mean ask yourself if you're eating enough also i think it's a myth that you have to be underweight or really skinny to have an eating disorder lots of people can have an eating disorder um and this goes out to friends of people who might have eating disorders um really look out for your friends um and just because just because they don't look like someone who might have an eating disorder um there could be a lot going on in their life and they could be really unhealthy because of their disorder so now that we have heard a touch of real life experience with eating disorder it is now time to talk about treatments and therapies i would like to mention that it is important to seek treatment early for eating disorders People with eating disorders are at a higher risk for suicide and medical complications. People with eating disorders can often have other mental disorders such as depression or anxiety um, or problems with substance abuse that but can completely recover. Um, Complete recovery is very possible and common. Treatment plans are tailored to an individual and they may include one or more treatment options such as individual, group, or family psychotherapy, medical care, and monitoring, monitor, monitoring, <laughs> um, nutritional counseling, and medications. The psychotherapy that involves a family-based therapy are where parents assume the responsibility for feeding their child. This appears to be effective in helping people improve eating habits and mood. To reduce binge eating and purging behaviors, people may undergo a cognitive behavioral therapy, which is another type of psychotherapy that helps a person learn how to identify distorted or unhelpful thinking patterns and recognize and change their inaccurate belief. Evidence also suggests that medications such as antidepressants, antipsychotics, or mood stabilizers may also be helpful for treating eating disorders and other co-occurring illnesses such as anxiety or depression. There are not a lot of treatment options for the less severe cases of eating disorders, so I would recommend talking to someone who relates and get advice um, from them and encouragement from them. Um, It is very difficult to escape the mindset that one has created for themselves. Um, As you heard from our interviews, it is not a choice. It's just something in your brain that's like tricking you into not eating. 
But if you put in the effort and tell yourself, this isn't me, this isn't healthy, you can find your way to recovery. If things are more severe and you are experiencing alternate health problems, I would recommend talking to your doctor about steps you can take towards a cure. Um, Even if it's less severe, I think finding help immediately or when you start to notice it is the most important. Um, Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Catch me next episode.